Hello, and welcome to Come Towards Delight, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gregson. My mission is to find everyday people who are delightful. The people I interview have attractive energy and a positive outlook on life. And I want to give them a platform to share their stories so that others can have hope in the midst of their struggles and see delight in a world that at times can seem gloomy. I will uncover the life experiences of the guests that I interview, which have enabled them to look at life in such an inspiring and delightful way, with the belief that to understand the light, one has to be acquainted with the dark. My guests will share their personal experiences on finding their way through dark and hopeless times and give us a glimpse into the powerful gifts they received in their darkest hours to rise up, take up hope, and view life through new, hope-filled eyes. Is it possible that in our darkest hours, we are given a gift to find the light which leads to our greatest delights? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Come Towards Delight. I am your host, Mike Gregson, and pretty thrilled um, to have someone who is just awesome with me tonight. Um, Stacy Harkey uh, is with me today. Yo, what's and, up? Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of you'll know Stacy Harkey. He's uh, he's a he's he's a pretty popular dude. <laughs> He's, he's if, got, you went to, if we went to high school together, you probably know me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm a man with many leather-bound books. And people know me, right? I love that show. But um, no, so so Stacy's obviously been in, in Studio C. If you recognize his name, and um, he's just done some great things. Right now, he's you're working on JK Studios. Is that right? Yeah, that what it's called JK Studios. Yeah, so doing some more of that fun stuff and mm-hmm. keeping us laughing, man. Laughter is the best medicine. So we'll call oh. you Doctor Medicine. Do- <laughs> So I'm with the medicine man today. No, but uh, like, not only am I the doctor, but I'm also the medicine. Yeah. Well, I saw in Studio C one of the things I, I watched a couple of days ago was Doctor Doctor Love, and the, the lady comes in, she's like, "I've got these problems. Here's my symptoms," and you're like, "Well, it could be a appendicitis, or it means you're in love." You and could you be start, in love. Yeah, you start rocking. So it's good stuff. The symptoms are the similar, you know. Yeah. Butterflies, queasy. Yeah. That's right. You know. That's right. Yeah, we've all felt those feelings. Good stuff. Um. So Stacy and I met um, a couple months ago. Um, my wife and I went to an allied and appetizers meeting. And if you don't know what that is, that is for friends and family um, or even acquaintances of people um, that are LGBTQ that want to really gain more understanding and really want to learn more uh, to become more empathetic and, and also more loving and kind and just, just overall learn, learn more. Um, and so I, I earlier in, in my adventures with come towards delight met with Richard Osler, uh, who is a hero of mine. And just after being in his home for, you know, the first couple of minutes and, and me talking to he and his wife, I just felt like, man, this is a special home and it's I could tell people, right. And I know you did an episode with him too, Stacy. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, that was early on a, a couple of years ago. And after leaving, I, I, as I was driving home, I just thought, you know, this guy's on a mission to build bridges. To, is the, the title is called Listen, Learn, and Love. And I'm, you know, I've done a lot of that in my life, um, sometimes for groups that are very different than me, definitely. But like this is, LGBTQ is something I've never really ventured into to like actually look at the way that I do treat 
LGBTQ and, and what I'm actually, how am I living for them to really provide a safe place? And so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this over and I'm deep diving and I come home and Alicia's a way better human being than me. It's my wife <laughs> for real. And we decide that, you know, we're, we're following, we're starting to follow new things on, on Facebook and, and groups and, and Mormons building bridges and all that stuff. Great stuff. And, uh, just trying to learn and grow. And we see this meeting invite to, you know, allied and appetizers and we're like, Hey, let's go. And so we found a babysitter. Wait, for the night. you guys just like yeah. showed up randomly. Yeah. No one was like, Hey, you should come. It was just a random yeah. thing. We Get saw, out. no, for real, we saw a post from George and like, our hearts were changed. Like after I, after I met with Richard Osler, like my heart was, it was like sliced wide open. And, and I knew, I felt like God was saying to me on my drive home, Mike, this is where, this is like your next step. Like if you want, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you, you claim to follow his teachings. Mm -hmm. You're not looking at the LGBTQ community correctly. Like you, you're not. And, and you've got all these judgments and all these, um, things that, that just <clears throat> naturally like came into your life as a young man. Right. I, you know, I think there's a lot of, I don't even know what the right word is, but there's just so much judgment around this group of people that people just kind of accept without really diving into it. It's very surface, right? It's, it, and, and it's a choice. It's this, it's that and the other. And as I'm driving home, I just really feel like the Lord says to me, like is, is telling me like, Hey, look, if you, if you're going to follow me, like, I need you to understand that all these people here on this earth are my, you know, my, first of all, heavenly father, these, these are my children and I need you to love them <clears throat> unconditionally. Like you, you can't have preconceived notions or judgments. And so anyway, yeah, uh, Stacy, we, <clears throat> we, we found the meeting and we decided to go and, and George, George is amazing. And, and what a great guy. So we connected with him and we showed up and here we are nervous, right? My wife and I walk in we're like, we don't really know what to expect. And there's a rainbow flag in front of these, these people's home. And, and we know that this is a very LDS community. And we're like, maybe the people next door playing basketball outside are already judging us walking into what they probably know as a meeting. Don't know. But, but we were excited to go. We walk in and we're, we're talking to everybody saying hi, just, we were greeted so warmly and so kindly. And then you came in, you know, fashionably late. I, I, you weren't, you weren't late. Happened tonight you, were, too, huh? you weren't late, dude. You were the speaker, but, but like you were a few no, minutes after late. us, you weren't late, but, um, I was totally late. Yeah. <laughs> you just being nice. But it, but it was fashionably. It was, it's, if you, if you it do was that, cool. yeah. If you do that, it's, it's, it's the right way to do it. Right. Like cool. Stacy from high school. Late. <laughs> That's how I roll. But, um, you came in and, and you know, you, you started talking to Alicia right off the bat and just super warm and kind and friendly and, and then I, after talking to George, I, I walked over and we started talking and, and right away, I just felt like this guy's awesome. And then George said, you were the guy talking tonight and, uh, or that night. And we sat back and we listened and, um, there's, it, it was meant to be, um, my, my heart, um, I learned a lot that night. I was very humbled that night. I think I, I had a look within myself because of some of the things that you talked about, um, that really made me, um say to myself, Hey, look, you know what? It's time. It's time for you to, to really start. If, if you claim to love people, like I do, I love people. And I claim that's one of my things, man. Like I love people all walks mm. of life. But if that's my claim, then what am I doing? 
right? Am I doing that for everybody? And why is one person worthy of that, but another person is not because they belong to some group, right? And so, Stacy, that as I walked away that night, <clears throat> I just thought, God, you, you're first of all, you're a good dude, and you, and you said some really important things that really helped my heart. And I and I and I love. This is your umpteenth podcast that you've done. You've, t- you've done a number of vlogs. You've whatever you you. You'd be like so much more like credit than like. No, no, but but your your voice and 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 your life, what you're doing is going to provide an opportunity for people. There's some people that will gain, gain a lot of healing because of what mm-hmm. you're doing with your life, and and so kudos to you. But I'm so excited to have you on the show, and and. You, you know, you're well-rounded. And so if you want to make us laugh for an hour and a half, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> I dude, expect I, to go for an hour and a half. That, that's I'm, case, I'm totally but... just going to be myself if, <laughs> if I say something stupid. Yeah. Like, that's that. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, so so if you don't mind and, and, and you know, if you know Stacey, you probably know some of his background. But if you don't mind, tell us about yourself, where you're at in life and, and where you come okay, from. Yeah, let me give you a little... Little uh, rundown. Give us the walk. A little map of Stacy Harkey's <laughs> life. That's right. All right, so um, start in the second grade, please. Second grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Chunk in the Goonies. Remember when they're about to put his hand in the, in the blender? He's like, "Wait, back in second grade." Did you quote New Girl earlier? Is uh, that what that was? What that's was probably that? my wife. What was the leather-bound books that you? Oh, said? that was so. That was Anchorman. Oh, that's yeah. what I thought. Baxter. Rich I can't believe mahogany. You ate the whole, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, either I thought it was Anchorman or New Girl, yeah. and I was like, I need clarification. Yeah. 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 Rich mahogany. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, <laughs> Yes. People know With the whole me. wheel of cheese? I'm not even I'm mad. I'm just depressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I'm from the suburbs of Dallas. I'm not going to try to claim the city as much. But, um, you know, I grew up to... My parents both had Southern Baptist roots. Very religious family. Amen. Religious state. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like, you know, when, when everyone prays at the same time, one person's praying and you're like... Throwing in your like remixes, you know. Bless Uncle Charles. <laughs> You're like, Amen. You're like, Hallelujah. And I, I remember trying that actually, and being really <laughs> nervous and embarrassed about it, trying to jump into the prayer circle thing. And yeah. I was like, They're gonna know. They're gonna know I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm gonna but, get um, busted. I know. But by the time I well, so when I came around, my parents had already converted, and they were um, LDS practicing LDS, and so I grew up in the LDS faith with like Baptist roots, but um, essentially. I have like three siblings. I just grew up like a normal kid in Texas, just like doing my thing. Um, Did you play sports? I, I played soccer. Okay, really? Yeah. That's okay. So against all odds, I mean, football is like the thing. I know there, football right? is the yeah. thing. I remember in um in junior high or going into junior high, everyone has to make a decision of like what's gonna like what are you gonna do for the rest of high school? Yeah. And like half my friends were going into football, and then half were going into band, and I did band. <laughs> That's true, because band is giant out there oh yeah that's yeah anything surrounding football is yes. big in texas yeah band cheerleading drill team pta goes all out yes. like it's just like anything is surrounding football is just massive high school they have stadiums man it's crazy yeah, i remember when i came here and i was like what is looking at these dinky fields and i was like what are these like practice fields yeah. and they were like well, that's the yeah. high school stadium and i was like what <laughs> And my the town that I grew up in we that I graduated the in for football. Oh, heresy! <laughs> you you get like man, you get you get your city burnt down in Texas for that. <laughs> <laughs> you get roasted by all the other cities. But um, yeah. So I grew up doing. You know, I was like a little. I was a nerd. I'm still a nerd. I claim it. I was like pretty academic. I played soccer. You know, everyone in my family played a sport. That was like my parents' thing. I was like, you gotta be active. Yeah. Um, I found myself. I did pretty well in high school and I found myself at this place where my parents 
both didn't go to college and I didn't really know how to go to college and what to do. And we had this like Bishop who had a contact at BYU and he was like, dude, you have no reason not to go to college. I was like number nine in my graduating class. No kidding. And I was getting ready to go to the military. Yeah. <laughs> were, were your parents like pretty, did they, did they talk to you about like, Hey Stacy, get your education. Man. Yeah. My parents were really education driven. Like yeah. they were like, that was really important, but they just didn't know how to go about it. I got you. They'd never done it. Yeah. And so it's like, get your education and how it's like, you, you got to push, but there's like a lot more to it than that. Right. But, um, luckily by some just miracle, I ended up being hooked up with this counselor that helped walk me through the application process. And I got into BYU, um, got some really great financial assistance, which was awesome too. And then I found myself in Utah and that's kind of where I've been the whole time. Yeah. Went on a mission in 2008, served in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Yeah. You. Beautiful. Opa. And, um, and then after my mission, I came back in 2010 and I was like, all right, it's time for me to, time for me to do what I've been commanded and to multiply and replenish. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got to plant the seeds, I wanna, baby. I want to marry a beautiful woman and have a bunch of babies. That's right. <laughs> As God commanded. That's right. <laughs> um, but then there was like an issue, right? Because yeah. at this point in my life, I know that there's something different about me. Since I was a kid, I knew. And I knew that it was bad. And so I like, it's so funny. I was, I remember I don't, as early as I can possibly remember, I knew that like I had this thing about me that was bad. And so I had to like. Why, why was it bad? It just, you know, you get feedback. There are a lot other ways. Like my parents never set me down and they were like, if you're not straight, you're bad. But you get feedback constantly, especially as you navigate, you know, culture and society and communities. You know that like, this is a bad thing and you don't need someone to explicitly tell you just like, no, sure. You know what I mean? Acting like a girl is bad. Watching or certain showing shows. emotion or, fe- you know, being yeah. feminine or yeah. even just like, Hey, I like the color pink or yeah. purple or whatever. That's it's like, there's, there's all these things that give you like symbols and signs about what is bad. And you know, we like, we internalize that, especially as kids. Yeah. Um, just to spoiler, I remember coming out in 2018 is when I came out publicly. We're just jumping right in. I'm into just it. jumping right in. <laughs> Dive right in. Just give you a little taste of taste of yeah. what's coming. And uh, I got, dude, I had like thousands of messages from like young adults, kids, and they were like, I'm gay, but my dad hates gay people. And I'd be like, how do you know? And they'd be like, he said these things. He never said, I hate gay people, but they could just tell by the way he sneered yeah. when like Will and Grace came on. Or Certain like, words that aren't safe. And you get these, can you imagine that as a parent? Uh, Your kid's like, my dad would hate me if he knew who I really was. Yeah, break my heart. Yeah. Anyways, so I grew up with that internalized and I had that, I had shoved, locked that up in a tight safe and I'd thrown it in the deep basement and locked it away and just like it wasn't even like it was just locked away right in your pinky toe man yo but after my mission i finally had to start thinking about like marriage and relationships and this thing that i thought i could like lock away and hide was actually like it's actually building pressure yeah you know what i mean yeah still I was like, you know, I'm gonna get, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry a woman. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been commanded to do. That's <laughs> like, I'm trying to do what I, my whole life, I'm just trying to do what I, what I feel is right. Yeah. Anyways, so I start dating girls, right? Seriously, for like the first time, I dated a couple of girls before my mission, but it was just like, you know. Yeah. Um. And it's easy, <laughs> easier, I'd say, in, in the LDS faith to like date girls and not be out at his game. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're like, there's only so far you'll go. You know what I mean? Sure. You're like, we want to make sure we keep it sure. kosher. And so I was, I never felt 
too much pressure. Yeah, it's uh, just looking yeah, for a good friend. That's an interesting point because mm-hmm. obviously no premarital sex, so it's like yeah, you just hang out. Yeah, with girls. I don't and, need to like. Yeah. yeah, we're just friends. Yeah, which is the same thing. Um, maybe you just hug tighter. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so I started dating women, and it just was like I I date these really cool girls, just awesome women. Yeah, they're all married to like great guys now, and they're just amazing. But um, every time I'd just be like. I'd come to this point where I'd be like, God, like I'm doing everything. I've like, I've been dating this girl. I think she's great. I saved up for a ring a couple times, two times specifically. No kidding. Yeah. But I was like, God, I'm not going to marry a woman unless I'm like wild about her. Cause that's sure. what she deserves. Sure. I was like, I'm not going to marry her unless I'm like sexually attracted yes. to her. Yes. Which I'm glad I had that foresight because a lot of people do, yeah. you know, they feel the pressure and they're like, this will fix me. Anyways. Um, Relationship after relationship, nothing changed. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just out here hurting people. I'm just out here hurting people. I'm trying to like force this thing and it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, it's like, I always think of the scripture by their fruits. You shall know them where it's like, it's the same thing we talk about at church where it's like, listen, the best way to know if this commandment is a good thing is to like pray about it and try it out. Yeah. Try it out. You know, and, and God will witness to you that it's like a good thing. So you were trying it out, but the fruits oh, weren't happening. Dude, I was you. making it happen. I got yeah. all the way to the finish line and I was like, God, you just have to do this one thing. Yeah. This one thing. Never was I, did I find the, the script flipped. Never was I like finding myself less attracted to men. Yeah. So, so I was like, but you were, you were still at this point as you're dating, you were still going to God and you were like, you're talking, oh, yeah. yeah, you're talking to him saying, Hey, like I, I need some, I mean, oh, he's like, like, you can't tell, but I'm like crossing my fingers. Like we were like peas in a pot. I took everything to him. Cause I was like, man, I don't <laughs> dating women was so, uh, no, I, okay. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but anyways, I, um, so where was I? Oh, so I'm dating these women. It's not working out. And I was yeah. like, all right, listen, yeah. I dated one more woman and I was like, this is the last chance. God, she's like perfect. And everything about her is amazing. And Holly, if you're listening, this is about you. So <laughs> you feel great about yourself. Um, and it just like didn't work out. And I was like, all right, well, I was like, I'm tired of hurting people. I'm tired of doing this thing. I'm just going to like live my life and be lonely. Just plan on like moving into a monastery and like growing tomatoes and like. Tending. Really? Yeah. I was, I was seriously like, might as well start buying cats. Cause people are going to be like this guy. Like, I was just going to be so alone. Was it, tell me, tell me though. Like, was it attraction? You just didn't feel any energy, like sexual Dude. energy to them. So like spoiler, it's like, and this is something that, um, uh, like, I guess to jump ahead a little bit, like where I am now is I'm like dating guys, right? Yeah. I'm dating guys and by their fruits, you shall know them. I finally get what straight people experience. Yeah. It's so much more than just attraction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you, we all know that like companionship is so much more than just sex. Yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. so much more than just intimacy. There's so much that goes with it. Totally. And and like I never experienced like a huge portion of that. Uh, like yeah, the attraction was there, but I never knew what I wasn't was what I was missing out on. Sure, I was like, oh, I don't want to like have sex with them, but they're like fun to hang out with, yeah. and I could spend time with them. Yeah, man, I was such an unattentive boyfriend. I was so like, and I thought I was pretty good, you know. Just didn't have it. Wasn't that genuine? Like there love, wasn't there wasn't connection. That, yeah, I wasn't even being the real concern. with myself about who I was. Yeah. Like if I can't even like acknowledge who I am. How am I going to be vulnerable and connect with oh, someone that's else? That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're hiding yourself. So how's, yeah, dude, Ooh, I, it's tough. yeah. So there's like all these blocks 
And like, <laughs> I remember dating girls and being like, I had to like always ask my friends. I was like, do I hold their hand now? <laughs> Should have been a sign. Hey guys, third date. What do I do? I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I'm just clunky. So when do I kiss them yeah. and when do I hold their Can hands? Can I put my arm around her at the movie Dude, today? you think I'm kidding. <laughs> That's All of it. Yeah. It yeah. was the nervousness with doing these things with girls was just like being like, is this the wrong time? It wasn't yeah. even like, oh no, yeah. what if they hate it? It was just like. You know, I'm going to kiss him, I guess, and we'll see if it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no hormonal help on it. There was yeah. none of that like, feeling, that chemistry that's like, go for it. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, I'm in. I'm all in. It's like driving a stick shift. <laughs> like, it was just like, I had to consciously think about every step. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was took so much brain power. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I guess in my storyline, I'm like, I'm going to be single. I'm going to be lonely. But that's if, you know, that's that's the lot I was given and I'm going to do it. You know, I'm like, I rise to the occasion. I embrace my challenges. I've always been like a pretty peppy guy. I yeah. was like, whatever. Yeah. Dude, it didn't take long for me to just be like, like defeated. Yeah. I was just like, it was the saddest I've ever been. No kidding. And to give you some professional context, I had... um. It's this thing called Studio C. Yeah. This show with BYU oh, TV. It's, it's big time. Yeah. It, well, it was just starting to pick up when I was like, well, it started when I got back from my mission. I jumped in and, you know, that's when we like put it together. Um, and at this point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be single. I'm going to just be lonely. It was like at its peak. It was just like, it had grown so no much. Kidding. Like on YouTube, we had over 2 million subscribers yeah. and we were getting like, we had over 2 billion views. And it was just like, people would like, contact us all the time and be like man you're you're the person i want my kids to be like yeah you're the you're the lds like representative that i just we need in our lives and if my kids could only be as good as you and it's like this pressure is building too where i'm like man Dude, that's so hard oh it's it's <clears throat> crazy enough it's hard enough to navigate life and yeah. like figure your own crap out but then to have like tons of people and pressure and expectations we're watching you like we're you are my kids like i want to be just yeah. like yeah and, you're and like, it, it honestly didn't bother me too much because i was like you know what i'm doing i'm doing the best i can sure like bam but um i find myself in this point in my life where i am dude i am just like rocked i am so sad on and the in, i was on like the inside huh? dude on the inside and like no one could tell and studio c is is like just taken off it's exploding no it's like kidding. it's like at a big point and so i'm just like the funny man i mean obviously you, you're good at making people laugh like that shows about comedy and like when you go home on the inside you're hurting oh man i just dude. i just knew i felt like i was still so young <laughs> yeah and i was like i have the rest of my life of loneliness to look up to and it wasn't even like I could try to fix it. No. You know what I mean? It's not even like, I'm just single, and I'll, but I'll try and date. It was like, no. I like, know this is me. This is the lot I've been given. And yes, it's miserable, but if this is what God wants me to do, this is what he wants me to do. And one particular night, I guess in this whole time, this like, this secret that I'd locked in this chest and thrown in the basement and like locked away is just like rumbling more and more and it's getting unruly and it's starting to get like really uncomfortable like I can't ignore it like I used to and that's something I actually learned is like you have to like you have to like look yourself in the eye sometimes you know what I mean yeah all the time I should say you can't you have to look yourself in the eye and you have to acknowledge who you are yeah. or you're not gonna be able to move forward you know what I mean yep but it's good. It's well said. Thank so I'm you. like, I'm like ignoring this part of me that's starting to like leak out in like harmful ways. Did you know at this, at this time, did you know that this thing 
was that you were gay? Yo, yeah. So I guess the last girl I dated, I had to like, that's when I acknowledged it in my mind. I never said it out You're loud. Like, I, I but I was like, dang it. Like, Cause you're I faithful thought, LDS and we know, we yeah. know the culture is like, Hey, look, God, the, the male and the female, we understand the marriage, the vin- divinity, divine. all that stuff. But like, so it's how it's supposed to be. Like, and, why am I flawed you're faithful like this? Dude. Oh, that's tough. Dude, I was doing everything. I was at, like, at this point of my life, I was, um, like an elders quorum instructor. I taught stake Institute yeah, and so I was like an elders quorum presidency a little bit before too. that. It was like, I was like throwing myself into it. That was like how I was trying to like escape it. Yeah. Which is interesting that I was like using the gospel to escape from like having to face myself. Sure. Yo, but God had different plans. Yeah. I found myself like, it was like one day this thing that I'd thrown in my basement and like locked away just exploded. Yeah. It just exploded. Or at least it was like, it was like cracking at the seams, getting ready to. And I knew I was like, if I don't handle this, I'm going to start like, it's going to leak out in like dangerous ways. Yeah. And I think we see examples of, of people trying to explore their sexuality in kind of risky, dangerous ways. Sure. And I think part of that has to do with like this thing that they're locking away is just like, you just, your sexuality is not something you can turn off. Sure. I, I thought I could, couldn't, I did really well with it for decades. Yeah. But what do we what do we call it in in the world right and in, in, in the culture sometimes pray the gay away yeah right? Christianity is is Yo. known to be saying you just got to pray it away man it's like hard to pray away something well you can't pray away something that is like a part of who you are and that to me I gotta I gotta pause right there because to me Stacy growing up and and growing up in the time frame where we just didn't really understand a whole lot about it as mm-hmm. a culture of the human race humanity. Um, and, and having all these preconceived notions, I thought, well, so people are gay because they're either, they either get traumatized when they're younger by somebody, um, or it's perversion. Maybe pornography is off in these other Slippery ways. slope. They yeah, started right, here and right, now they're like, they need more and now they're right. doing crazy stuff. So, so it's not though. That's what I'm learning. Well, you know, what's funny is like, I, I thought that stuff too. Yeah. And like, I never was abused or, you know, and, and not to say like that's everyone's story, but I was never abused and stuff. And I wasn't like this, like sex fiend or something. So I was like, you know, maybe I thought it was just a thorn in my side. It was this trial I'd been given. And I always compared it to like some people, you know, are kleptomaniacs and I guess they can't help it, but that's just the lot they've been given. Sure. Some people are predisposed to be addicted to stuff. Sure. That's the lot they were given, you know? And I lumped myself in that category thinking... Like who I was was this like this criminal sin, this thing. Oh man! And you know what? Like that's how I lived my life until this moment when I found myself like cracking at the seams. Yeah. And I, I remember sitting there one day and I was like, "I'm getting ready to implode. Like I'm going to implode. Like I'm just everything that I've been fighting is just gonna like it's gonna just explode in my face. I could just feel it, man. I was just like." I didn't know what, what the result was, but I knew it wasn't going to be good for me. Yeah. And so I, um, I took it to God. I took it to my number one. My, 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 he's always been there for me the always whole time. The you know man. what I mean? Yep. I and the it. whole time. And so I was like, God. And I think this is the crazy part. Was as I took it to God. It's like, it like struck me so firmly that I was like, never in my life have I asked God what he wanted me to do. It was always like, fix me. Please fix me. Growing up, I remember being 12, 11 or 12. 
And all every prayer every night was like, God, I'm begging you to fix me. I'm begging you to fix me. And then for a phase there, I was like really into X-Men. And I was like, please make me an X-Men and make me straight. <laughs> make me Wolverine, man. <laughs> it's like embarrassing to think about. But hey, I, was like, no, stop. I was like, give me powers and make me straight, when please. When I woke up from my coma, I literally had no memory of who I was or where I was. I thought I was a Wolverine. So I talked. Shut up. Did you no, really? No, dead serious. The doctors no, you didn't. Like, no, you really thought you were. This is a true story. And I told you about the accent. The doctors and nurses are all gathering in my room, and I look up and I'm like, "Hi, I'm the Wolverine." I literally, you did thought, not. yeah, no, that's serious, man. Like dead serious. My whole family will confirm that. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so I'm with you. I'm, I know what you mean, man. You could have said a lot worse things. That's pretty cool though. That Wolverine. You could have been like, "I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm like Tinkerbell," or yeah. I don't know. You could have said so many different things. I'm Pee Wee Herman in a high voice. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I got hit with that realization that like I had never asked God what he felt about this, what he felt about me. I'd always just been like, do this thing, God. Like, I know it's bad already. Fix me. Help me. Show me how to like fix myself. And nothing had ever happened for what? Three decades of my life. Because I'm like around like 29, 30 at this point of, of my life. And so I decided for the first time in my life, which blows my mind. I was like, I was going to ask God what he wants me to do. And it kind of, I always feel like I've had a pretty good, pretty strong testimony of prayer. Like when I prayed to know if God was there and if Jesus was real, like it's overwhelming feelings. You know what I mean? If I prayed to know if the mission was for me and like what I'm teaching is good, just overwhelming positivity. I have a pretty good experience with prayer. And so, you know, who knows why we don't and why we do get answers to certain things. Sure. But what I do know is that it's on God's timing. Like, it's like, he knows what's up. And that gave me comfort. It's like, he's got the roadmap. I just have to maybe hit the gas sometimes. He's going to like handle things. He's like, he'll help me out. And if I go the wrong way, he'll help me get back. If I'm striving to stay close to him, right? So, um, yeah, for the first time in my life, I pray and I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? And this is like felt really weird to ask because it was almost like asking your dad to be like, dad, can I have candy for dinner? It's like, you know, he's going to say no. Like, why am I even, you know? But I was like, God, what do you want me to do? Because at this point, something has to change. I am not happy. I feel horrible. And I, I, I specifically remember saying, like, God, if you want me to, I will, like, stick and stay in this church, and I will be unhappy, and I'll be lonely. But I'll stay, but you have to let me know. You have to let me know. Because But you give me the word, you give me some feeling or anything, and I'm, I'm committing to I'm it. I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. And then I was like, or on the other hand, do I leave and seek like happiness? Do I leave and find like joy and peace and companionship and leave everything that I've like, that I've been teaching people that I've been learning and developing and growing in that is a lot of times provided like comfort for me in like hard times. Do I leave it all behind? Yeah. And you, you said earlier when we were talking, just like the connectivity, right? The community that it comes, that comes. Yeah. There's so much more to church than just like, yeah doctrine yeah doctrine is it's important family. it's like it's yeah it's your community and i felt i felt i mean i was I had like three callings it was like my life yeah. you know most of the people you're associated with close friends in your life are probably members of the church I'm oh assuming yeah too. all yeah. my best friends yeah. you know what i mean like literally yeah <laughs> so um yeah family friends everyone so i asked this question and i'm kind of terrified to be honest just like kind of nervous. I don't know. I, I think 
no matter what the answer was going to be, I knew it was going to be terrifying yeah, <laughs> and hard or something and scary. And dude, the first thing, well, there's what the, the answers to those for you. That that's tough. That's a oh, really man. tough, place whatever, to be. whatever answer it was going to be, was going to be a massive like sacrifice. I stay in this thing and I'm celibate my whole life and I've got no relationship, mm-hmm. no love, no true real love. That's ridiculous. And it, it's, it's, I mean, and it was, I was willing to do it. Yeah. I was like, you tell me good for you. Cause I've been just like, I've been assuming a lot. I need you. To, I need you to guide me. I think 30 years in this direction, I was like, I, I believe that you like, I believe that, you know, if any man like wisdom, let him ask of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You put God first. Mm-hmm. And even in this, even in this craziness, you put God first. That's, oh, that's, that's special, man. I've never thought of it that way. I just knew God was going to have the best answer for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's going to give me the right answer yeah. and I'm, it's going to be the best thing for me, you know? But I felt after that prayer, I felt overwhelmingly like just a sense of peace which isn't that so on brand for god though you're like of course of course i'm at my lowest low and the first thing i feel is like just love and peace get and that one blanket off my back i know i felt for the it wasn't even like yeah. it didn't answer a question in that moment but i felt immediately felt that like god and this is the first time i'd ever felt this in relation to my sexuality is that god loved me as i am he loves me as I am. You know what I mean? Yep. And I felt so strongly that God made me who I am. It was almost this vibe that was like, why like, why do you hate the way I made you? And I was like, I, oh, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> how, how arrogant is that to be created by a perfect creator who doesn't make mistakes and be like, you have messed up everything. You know, that what you just said right there is, I mean, I got chicken skin, brother. Like God, so all Christians, right? All, all God. I mean, we believe in different things, right? Great light, Buddha, whatever. But people that believe in God, um, Christianity, um, we believe that God is omniscient. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like that what you just said right there is like the biggest light bulb moment I've ever had is going going through this whole thing is Did I take no credit do, for it? <laughs> do I no, do I think God created do, do I think God failed mm-hmm. so bad that he created all these people that have these problems against what he wants? Yeah, it's like looking it's like it just feels so um doesn't it just feel like pretentious or just like ignorant at its core to be like you made this and it's bad it's like how dare you yeah short-minded mm-hmm. so short-minded dude but it was like so loving i didn't feel chastised i felt like it was like finally like finally you're ready finally you've asked me and like i didn't make a mistake on you and that was the first time i, I took that. my sexuality out of that category of like oh like a criminal thing it's like not this yeah. blemish it's big time it's like, dark sin yeah it's yep. like this essential part of who i am yep and I was just kind of like blown away. Um, that was massive for me. That was yeah. so important for me. And the second thing that I got from that, with that feeling, and that's how I always feel like I, I receive like answers to my prayers or these questions. It's just like, it comes in like, it's like information that comes in feelings. Yeah. It's like positive. Yep. yep. It's all warm, you know? Oh yeah. But um, the second thing that came with that was that I specifically felt so clearly that God was like, listen, this dilemma that you brought to me, should I stay or should I go? He's like, I didn't give you that dilemma. 
Who gave you that dilemma? You did. I was like, I, I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I made that dilemma. That was the decision I felt like I had to make. And no one, I mean, some, maybe some people had told me, but God didn't tell me that. I was like, I was so shook at that. I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Does this mean I can embrace who I am and still maintain and hold on to all these things that I felt like it provided such a strong foundation for me? And that's exactly what, like, that's exactly what it meant. Yeah. And I, well, and I will say, and this is, this is, of course, is just like, this is so on brand for man, but I was just like, ah, <laughs> uh, I know what I felt, but I need to do some research. Yeah, I need more. I, <laughs> dude, I spent the next, like, several months meeting with religious leaders. I was just, like, diving in because I was like, the last thing I want to do is move in the wrong direction. So that, you would, you would meet with them, but you wouldn't tell them. Oh, everything. Oh, you would tell him. Oh, yeah. I sit down with my bishop and I was like, yo, I had this experience. What do you think of it? Took it to the temple. Yeah. I took it to stake presidents. I was talking to everybody. I was like, yo, I was doing my research. Good for you. I was like, let's go. That's the thing. So growing up, I I told a couple bishops that I was gay and I'd always been like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to live my life fully in lies. Yeah. (laughs) But, um. At this point, I was just like tired of like, doesn't that even make sense? It's like, why? Like, why? How is a lie yeah. a good thing? Yeah. Like, I can't be myself. I got to yeah. be myself. It just doesn't sound on brand yeah. for like God to. It doesn't feel like, right coming out of your mouth. It's like, don't lie. Except if yeah. it's about yeah. your sexuality. This part you need to yeah. lie about. Oh, man. That's, but, um, that's a really important point mm-hmm. right there. Truth. Transparency. If you've got this within you, you got to let it out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like, Yeah. And so that's, my journey was like, started with me, like I felt like I'd been in this cocoon my whole life. And it was like the first time, like something cracked in it and I saw light and I was like, holy cow, life is better than this, this like, this shell I've built around myself, you know? But at the same time, I, I think it happened when it was ready. I don't think it happened too late, too early. I mean, yeah, I would have ideally liked to have felt this way earlier, but I think I needed this time. Sure. Anyways, so I'm busting out of this cocoon. I'm checking with stake president. I'm just, I'm checking with everyone. Everybody. Um, religious leaders, especially. And I got to the point where I was like, all right. Once I started feeling like that was like my sexuality was a important and positive part of me. Sure. That changed a lot. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I should be like, I should be pulling from these experiences. I should be sharing who I am. If this is a positive thing, like, what does that mean? Yeah. And so I decided to come out. I started coming out to family and friends. My friends were just like, great. <laughs> Studio C, at this point, we had left. We had just left Studio C and we started JK Studios. Okay, yeah. And I, I came out to all my friends and I eventually set them down and I was like, guys, listen, I'm going to come out publicly. And we could lose a lot of, of the hard work we put into building this thing. Because of like who I am. People are not going to like that. And my friends looked me dead in my eye. And they were like, if anyone has a problem with you, problem we don't with want me. them. Yeah. We don't want Amen them. Amen If they're going to look at you and judge you yes. for something you can't control. Yes. That's out, out with the old. Keywords you can't control. You were trying to control this thing for so long. Yeah. So unhappy. So long. And, and it was there, a monster, or not even a monster, just a thing trying to break out of a cage. Yeah. And you wouldn't let it. Dude. And finally, you're too. I, I, that's, like, that's like kind of one of those crazy <clears throat> moments, too, is like I literally had locked, I took this little monster, how I always saw it, and I locked it away. And 30 years later, I'm realizing 
man, I just took a beautiful part of myself and threw it in a cage. Yeah. Of course it's like, of course it's like not doing me well. So in this process, it was like I had opened it and I had to like make peace with this yes. part of myself. And I had to like, you know. It's not a monster anymore. No, yeah. I, I had to like work through these walls. And so I came out to my, my friends. They were great. Came out to my my siblings. I started with people I knew I, that would be supportive. Yeah. They were great. My <laughs> sisters were like. Well, you found your safe zone. Yeah. My yeah. sisters were like, we'll be your surrogates. Yeah. That's what Sweet. you do is like, um, I never talked to my siblings about my sexuality Ever. Yeah. But I knew from things they had said and hence they had dropped that they were safe. Yeah, we're safe zones. And that's like massive. I want to come back to that. Dude. Like I want to talk to you about like what does it mean to be safe? Dude, let me tell you, in your life right now, if you said negative stuff about the LGBTQ community, if you said negative stuff about people struggling with certain things and people in your life experience those aspects, they have instantly marked you as a not safe place knowing you will judge them. Sure. So like being a safe place is like an active, it's like an active step you have to take. You can't just be like, oh, my kids know I love them. You have to express to your kids that like, you know, like one thing my, like my, one of my sisters would be like, oh my gosh, my, you know, I have this gay friend and he's just, him and his husband are just so cute. And I would be like, oh my gosh. That's it. That's like, they're safe... not, they're not like, they don't hate him. Yeah. You know? They're not disgusted by that. Exactly. Cute is a word. Yeah. They was like, they, it was like little things like that yep. or being like you know, they would just like drop hints, which made me, and they didn't even know they were doing it, yeah. but it just made me be like, all right, safe that's place. really cool. Yeah. But my Southern Baptist parents, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Tell me about your mom. Dude, I want to meet your mom. Yo, man. my mom is man. Y'all, I tell you what, like don't challenge her to a scripture off. Cause she's got you. She will whoop you. She knows that Bible back <laughs> and forth. Yes. She knows it better than her own and children. <laughs> after she beats you in a scripture, she's going to love you up and down. Man. She really is yeah, like exactly yeah, that way. Yeah. She's incredibly loving, incredibly disciplined, stern, loving, fun, and I dedicated. Meet, I got to meet this woman. She's cool. She's yeah. way cool. Well, she was my biggest fear or my concern. Really? At this point, yeah, I was like, yeah. at this point, I was like, listen, I've been in the closet for 30 years, scared, lonely, like I'm not going back in for anyone. Don't you think she had a hint at all? Man, you would think. Yeah. I remember her talking to me. I'm like 30, right? And yeah. she's like, <laughs> I remember trying to set me up. She was like, I know this lovely, lovely young woman. And I'd be like, tell me about her. And she'd be like, she's 47. And I'd be like, ma, <laughs> like, you're more desperate than I am. Like, 47? stop. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that age gap. 17 yeah. years no, is no big deal. No, but hey, like, no. I mean, I'm nine years older than Alicia, but yeah. Yeah, that's not 17. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I came out to my dad and my dad was like, he was just silent for a while. At first he thought I was joking because I like to pull pranks. He was like, you're recording this. And I was like, no, dad, like your boy's gay. <laughs> and he was like, man, that makes me, that makes me so sad. And I was like, uh-oh, here comes the disappointment. And he was just like, and I was like, why dad? And he was like, you know what? I just, it breaks my heart to know that like your whole life, you didn't feel comfortable to like tell me, like we didn't establish that relationship where you could tell me this thing that I would have been more than happy to like jump in with you and like help you with. And which just was like meant wow. a ton to me. Yeah. Like he didn't understand it at all. Man. Like he was like, he in yeah. fact was like later because we talked, I wanted to create an open dialogue. So I was like, any questions? Let's chat. And he called and he was like, 
trying to piece together why and how I turned out gay. And he was like, were you abused? And like, what happened? Is, is it because I let you play the trombone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did man. say that. Yeah, yeah. I was too like, much, too I was much like, Smurfs <laughs> yeah, in cartoon. Like, like, I was like, dad, I don't think that's how it works. And was like, <laughs> it was like his last attempt to try to like go through reason before he like was trying to understand something but, he'd but never experienced. Culturally, that's what we do. Like, oh, yeah. What happened to you? Or... Where did I go wrong as your parent? You, right? What did you get into? Yeah, because yeah. naturally this is not who you are. Yeah. Uh, then again, you go to what you said earlier, and it's like God doesn't make mistakes. No. Um. So, <laughs> so my dad was great, and then I call, I called mom, and I I was never good at like coming out. Like <laughs> I was never one to be like. Well, you, how much, you didn't have much practice in your thirty years nah, before that. But right? also, like I'm just not one to beat around the bush. Sure. So I wasn't one to be like. Oh hey. Five minute, you know, in interlog or prologue or like that. I would just be like, hey mom, how you doing? I'm gay. <laughs> and she like, I told a friend once, and I was like, we were just having a conversation. I was like, oh yeah, and like I'm gay and da da da. And she was like, hold up, wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. So. <clears throat> call my mom up and I'm like, uh, your boy's gay. And she was like, her, what did she say? She was like, what am I supposed to do with that information? And I was like, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative response. Um, and she goes, in fact, she goes, okay. She was like, God prepped me for this moment. And I was like, do tell. Did I tell you about this? No. She actually was like, um, she was reading her scriptures the day before and she had the most overwhelming feeling Shut that up. said that like she's mm-hmm. had the most overwhelming feeling that like god was like stacy's okay i got him i got him he's yes. okay and she was like what and god was like don't worry stacy's i got him he's okay trust it and she was like god she was like oh, okay and then i called her up the next day and i'm like i'm gay and she was like because normally she probably would have like i don't oh, know oh well as a as a super faithful lds person mm-hmm. with baptist roots right with she would she would have slain me yeah. with the word in the yeah. moment yeah <laughs> she would have cast that ish out like a demon <laughs> chase the devil away right <laughs> so mm. um she just like sat, had a moment to take it in and was like okay well i still love you um but i do want you to know <laughs> She was like, and this is over the course of some time, we'd have conversations because I was like, listen, the last thing I wanted was to talk to my family and my friends and then this thing becomes like Stacy's secret. I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. My poor family and friends, I brought it up all the time because well, I, yeah. I wanted to normalize it. Yeah. I wanted to be like, this is something I'm okay right. talking about. Let's move past this point. This is who I, I am. I don't want it to feel yeah. dark or like a secret. Yep. It's something we're ashamed to talk about. So I'm I have to you. give people permission to go there. Yeah. So anyways, my mom, one conversation we are having, she was like, listen, I love you, but you can't bring all that stuff up in my house. Oh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you tell me more. And she was like, you know, just you know, having another man in my house. Because at this point also, I was like, I think I'm going to start dating. Yeah. I think it's like, I want to try this you out. Hadn't, you hadn't crossed that bridge yet. No, yeah. I came out way before. A lot of people like test it out first and then they come out and they're like, yeah, I'm gay. I, because of my platform with like Studio C and JK Studios, I was like, I need to just... I felt like it was important for me to know where I stood. Yeah, you were very thoughtful in the process. Very thoughtful, yeah. And I was, so my mom, she's like, uh, you know, don't bring that in my house. And I was like, listen, like like I told you, I was like, I've been in the closet. I've been hating myself for 30 years and I'm not going to go back in for you. And I didn't say that to her. What I did say though, was I was like, mom, listen, I respect you. I love you. And I respect your rules for your home. Sure. Like for sure. Not, like you, that's your home. I respect the rules but you just might not see me for a while. Uh, and she was like, what? And I was like, I'm not like trying to threaten you, but like you can't accept 
75% of me and expect me to like leave 25% of the door. Yeah. It feels like, well, come in my house, but leave your arm at the door. I was like, that's who I am. And I it's want, inseparable. I want lots of you, mm-hmm. but not all of you. Oh, so I was like, listen, wow. I was like, that's a choice you're making. And I'm letting you know on those grounds, I'm not going to like separate myself. And so when you feel ready, let's talk. But until then, you know, I guess I won't see you for a bit. And, uh, the conversation got a little intense. We didn't sure. like yell, but like, you know, feelings yeah, were involved. And you could like, feel it. She's a headstrong woman. Yep. I get it from her. <laughs> yep. My dad both, man. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're raising kids, you're like, yeah. I just, just stop for yeah. a moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, she, we hung up and she like, he called me back like 10 minutes later and she was like, I was wrong. I was wrong. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I immediately prayed about it and felt chastised. And she said, she said, I immediately, I immediately like took it to the Lord and felt like he let me know what my role was in this world was not to control anyone's life. My role isn't to control your life, isn't to make you go where I think you should go, even though I believe with all my heart it's the right place to go. She said, my job is to love you. She's like, that's what I've been commanded to do. And even as my own son, like that's what I've been commanded to do. That's and awesome. so she said, she was like, all right, I'll make the bouquet for the wedding. <laughs> that, dude, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. What's your, tell me your mom's name. Leah. Leah. She's so fast too. Oh. That woman is like, she's like, she's got God on like, you know, like he's like the first contact on her phone or something. She, when you, when she tells you, she knows that a prayer. You're like, you went and picked up that secret phone. You dude, bed, she huh? did. That little phone she had <laughs> yeah. in her Bible. Hey, you know. Like carved out on the pages. Leah, she like picked it up and was like, dude, dude, dude. Leah, your, uh, your reaction, your response is, is changing hearts i mean i first time i heard your story and you said that about your mom how she you know gets a little intense right that's so foreign mm-hmm. and then for her to call you back and say i Dude, was wrong it was like that was huge it was so fast and she once again didn't understand it and the but the sorry i mean no, stop you're good. It, but to say i prayed and god told me i was wrong mm. to an lds person that's powerful because hold on a second how many times do we judge somebody who is LGBTQ before we go to God and we say, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to treat this person? Because I guarantee you, God's not saying judge them. Don't let them, yeah. don't let them come within your whatever. Like it's not sit like, no, no. So love that about your mom. Yeah. Keep going. I think on that note, like something we do really well as LDS people is we are like, we work really hard to create like a community that we that has a certain set of values and morals and it's like really important for us you know what i mean we create this like environment where peace is felt and you can feel the spirit that's like huge you know what i mean like the way your home feels when someone walks in that's why we hang up pictures of christ we want to like invite that positive spirit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but i think on one end of this we get we get like defensive of this in a way that can push people away you know what i mean it's like and and it's like a balance i'm still trying to understand but it's like someone brings potentially something that can threaten my environment and i don't want them to be a part of it and what happens is we end up like really ostracizing people that could really benefit from that environment yes you know what i mean yes totally absolutely let's keep let's talk about that a little bit more towards the end but i just keep going through the story though but that's a powerful thought right there I just think that's like, just thinking through it, I was like, man, this is so interesting. People so are trying their best. When we, it's interesting, and I'll just say this, and maybe we'll come circle back at the end, but remember, when we were at dinner, 
we're talking and it's kind of dawned on me lately that it's almost like, so the, the two greatest commandments, Christ taught them to us. They, all the law of the prophets hang on these two commandments. Mm. Love God, love your neighbor. Mm. Two greatest commandments. That's, those are the most important things. And, and I think sometimes we think, well, to love God, I have to then be perfect in all of mm-hmm. his commandments and I have to support all of his commandments before I support and love his children. That's not true. Mm. Grace and mercy and the reason Christ came is because we were going to fail at the commandments. He sent us here to make mistakes. It's true. Huh? It's the only way for us to learn and grow, right? So for us to say, well, this is breaking a commandment, so therefore this person threatens me, kind of like you said, right? Yeah. This person threatens me. And so they're probably walking a little closer to the adversary or the dark side. Sorry, it sounded like Star Wars. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> the adversary. It's a type. Like, like it, it's almost like we're tr- we think in our minds that God would be more pleased with us by loving Him, meaning we are loving this commandment mm-hmm. more than we're loving His child. I mean, well, and it and like in our defense, it's like. There's like a lot of room for interpretation. Yeah. And even though it's so simple and it's so straightforward, it's also like, what does it mean to love your neighbor? Does that mean like I'll share a pass long card with them because I, I know I want them to have this good thing that I have? Does it mean, you know, if they smoke, I won't hate them, but I'll hate that they smoke and I won't let them around my home or, you know what I mean? I it's like my kids know that I love them too much. Yeah. It's like, how do you, ex- yeah. what does it mean to love your neighbor? Um, how do you like explore that? And it's easy when it's someone who looks like you or lives like you. Yes. You know, it's like, I could get in my house, man. We like have the same style, have your kids over. But when it's someone that's different than you, yes. that's, I feel like what the commandment is really applying to. That's like the basis of the good Samaritan, right? Is like, it gets tough when it's someone that's different than you. Yeah. And not just like, oh, he's telling I'm short. It's like, oh no, he lives in a way that I think is wrong. Yeah. And I think it's damaging. So how do you like love your neighbor in that context? Yep. Because I, I have to say, uh, it was thrown around a lot at me, uh, the hate the sin, but love the sinner. Um, and it feels really condescending when mm. you tell someone something, you're like, I'm gay. And they're like, listen, I hate the sin, but love the sinner. And I'd be like, no, you don't understand. I'm telling you that like who I am is gay. So if you like hate that, you, you know, you hate yep, me. I get it. Or if it's like. So you're telling me you hate me mm-hmm. because you hate the sin, but that's who I am. Like how's, yeah. How is that? How do you, what does that mean? Hate this, yeah. hate the sin, but love the sinner. Does it mean I'm going to tell you, I love you, but you can't come around me. It's a, you know, like, what does that mean? It's a justification for yeah. a way for us to feel good about what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not right because what that means in my mind, when I hate the sin, when I hate the sin, but love the sinner, I don't want to know anything about the sinner because they have the sin with them. So like, I like love tough, you from yeah. a distance by saying, Oh, I love you. But that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. No. Just words. Yeah. Like what is love without action? No, right. Man. What is like you show up, yo, you show up. But at the same time, I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers. I'm not going to pretend like it's simple because <laughs> I think it's complex. Let's call your mom. I know. Call her. <laughs> oh man. She, she, boy, careful. She give you a sermon. <laughs> She's pretty good at it. To be honest, she's yeah. done some, she's done some things that I'm like, man, you only hear about that. in like, you know the saints of old do stuff yeah. like that yeah like for example one time i think i told you this last time one time i came home from high school and we grew up pretty poor our whole living room was gone all the couches every, everything was gone and i was like mom what happened <laughs> i was like mom what happened to the living room she's like oh a family needed it and i was like ma we need it <laughs> like 
we can't afford anything. And she was like, I heard a family needed it. So I gave it to him. Dude, that's the kind of stuff that's like, insp- I, like Dude. why can't I be more like that? Let me tell you, oh. next week, next week, someone had just dropped off couches at our house. No kidding. Just like, that's like, yeah. that's how my mom just like, she walks by faith like nobody's business. She knows what's up. Great example. Anyway, She knows who's up. There. Yeah. 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 So I even forgot where we were in the story. Yeah. So, so kind of go back to, as you, you started talking about how you were coming out, you're finding your safe places that, so you talk about your family, mm-hmm. your mom, tell me about your friends. Like, I mean, Dude, you're my talking about just like bomb, man. They were like, you know, they're like around my age, not as old as my parents. And so they were, they grew up in a little bit different time. Yeah. Um, a lot of them were more woke than I am <laughs> to use that <laughs> word. I was like, you know, I'm confronting these stereotypes I have about the gay yeah. community because yeah. I've never I think a friend put it, he's like, you coming out as gay at this point in your life is like getting a letter to Hogwarts. It's like, it's like you just get this letter out of nowhere. Oh, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> you're gay. Now I'm like a part of this community that I like never. Never even looked. Never. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. But. Gotta lock f- it away. Dude, my friends were awesome. They were so encouraging. The, my, the first person I came out to was my best friend, um, Matt Moen. Just, he's totally just like. Just barrel chest, huge dude, played football in college, just yeah. like the the man's man. You know, the most like manly person. Big dude, yeah. Yeah, my best friend, just a cool guy. Yeah. And I was like, we were having a heart to heart one day. And um later he like actually brought so he was like, Would you tell me if you were gay? Yeah. And I was like, Of course. And then I was like, Oh, wait. Well, hold on. <laughs> we were asking all sorts of random questions, though. Yeah. We were just like going there. And so, cause later I asked him, I was like, did you know? And he was like, nah, I just was asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, um, it, it was so hard to tell him. It was the first time I vocalized it at all. And after I told him, man, he was so patient. Cause I, cause I was like, hold on, man. Let me just, uh, <clears throat> yeah. let me yeah. just, yeah. <sighs> uh, he was like, yo man, that's like awesome news. I hope you date. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, cool. whoa. Cool. <laughs> but he was like, go date. Good and that's like him. all my friends have just been so supportive on that front where it's like, yeah. however you're going to try to like explore this thing, like we got your back, please be smart. Yeah. You know? But um, just th- real quick time frame. So like you were meeting with your religious leaders. When, like whereabouts did this happen with your, your so, best friend? Let's see. Once I came out, to like myself in God. Well, once I had that moment with God, like things kind of happened really quick. Yeah. Like really fast. Yep. That was like me coming out of cocoon and it was like, hey, things breaking. Right. If I'm gonna I'm, do I'm this, all out. I'm all in. So I had this like moment, this epiphany, and then maybe the next two months I came out to all my closest friends and family. Okay. And I was in the process of talking to religious leaders trying to explore it. Cause I was like, how do I honor both these parts sure, of myself? Sure, sure. And you're still not practicing, right? So you're just you're kind of setting the foundation here of yeah. who I am going yeah. forward. I'm still like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not yeah. trying to like, you know, whatever. I remember talking to the bishop, my bishop at the time, my like local religious leader. And I was like, listen up, Bishop. I just want to give you a heads up. I'd served with him. I've been serving with him. I was like, you know, he knew me really well. I knew him. And I was like, just out of respect, I'm gonna let you know I'm gay. I'm going to start dating and I'm going to come out publicly. I just didn't want to give you whiplash. I didn't want you to feel like you were blindsided or something. Yeah. He was shook it, dude. His jaw like hit the floor. <laughs> really? <laughs> Speechless. And he was like, man, uh, wow. I don't know what to say. He was like, I'm shocked. I will say though, I will have, like if you cross any lines, I will have to handle it. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. He was like, well, if you, 
like expressing homosexual behavior. And I was like, Bishop, what does that mean? Is it like if I look another dude in the eye too long? If I hold a hand, if I hug someone and I like it? Like, what does it mean? And he was like, I don't know. But um, yeah, he was like, I can find out. And he talked to his like, you know, the stake president. And he came back and he was like, I don't really know. It's not clear, but any behavior. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to stick straight, try to stay close to the Lord and make sure I got his, I got his like guidance. Um, I know you're trying to do your best, so I'm not going to fault you for doing what you need to do, but I'm going to do my thing. And at this point, it was like this thing I talk about where it's like, if I have God's support, who's going to stand in my way? You know what I mean? Nobody. Like if you feel like God's got your back and wants you to do something, who is going to oppose you? Nobody. Like people can, but like for me, I'm like, listen, listen, take it up to my boss. Pray about it. He'll come talk to me. It's called personal revelation. I have a right to it. You know what I mean? Let's go. And the people that are going to say anything to you are claiming that it's because of God that they're saying Mm. those things to you. When in all reality, they're not connecting with God about you and and what you're going through. And that's, yeah. I mean, I tell you. Well, man, at the end of the day, it's not between you and other people. No. Like, why? Like, why am I going to live my life? worried about what other people think when they don't contribute to my happiness. They don't dictate if I'm going to heaven. They don't, they're not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to be my significant other. It's like, yep. letting all these people control your, control your happiness for what? <laughs> in, the, like, you know? in, in the sense that you are connecting to God about your journey is, is a very eye-opening thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing that, that, that you are. And I think that, as somebody who um, honors God and loves God, that is that that's we need to hear more of those sto- that th- yeah, of that. Man. Like it's it's very it's not that it's not just because somebody is LGBTQ that it's all of a sudden a choice for them, and that there's no relationship with God because of that thing. Mm-hmm. That's bull crap. I've I've met a lot of um, on this journey of mine. I've met a lot of returned missionaries who are phenomenal missionaries. And are phenomenal people mm-hmm. now that they've come out and they're they're moving forward with life. I see light in their eyes. I I feel, I feel how they treat me, as their brother, and just feel uplifted by their spirit. And like, dude, they're good with God. Dude, I this whole like process of coming out of my cocoon, I felt for the first time in my life. I felt like I felt whole. I felt like, like complete. I wasn't dating anyone either. I just felt like. I felt so whole and complete. And I was like, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. I feel so good and connected to God. And I knew I was venturing into uncharted territory, at least territory I had never seen anyone venture into. And so I was like, dude, God, I need you now more than ever. Because there's no pamphlet for me. Yeah. There's no roadmap. I can't just like look at church and be like, oh, brother so-and-so did this. I was like, I need you like more than ever because I don't know how to go about this. Yep. You know? Yep. You kept that door open. That's awesome. Kept the door open. Yeah. Yeah, and then I ventured into dating. Yeah. Which... Now, time out, real quick. Yeah. Pause there. Because you, I remember at the Allied meeting, you said that your friend... I don't know if it was your best friend or one of your friends was like, he would go with you to start. Dude. You like started, yeah, right? So well, like, like my, my best friend, Matt, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't just say, yo, I love you. We support you. Homie was Go do like, your thing and tell Homie him. was on Tinder with me. He'd be like, yo, what do you think of this guy? And he's like, not, he's not gay. Yeah, yeah. Him and his wife would be like giving me, be like, what do you think of this guy? Yeah. Hey, dude, it made me feel 
so supportive. Sure. He'd be like, as soon as you've gone on like a third date with someone, let's do a double date. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> he was like, let's go. He was with me the whole way, man. Just, pay, just helping open that door for to, be, to f- make you feel like he, I, I'm okay. Yeah. He didn't just say I love yeah. you. He showed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He like yeah. meant it. Well, and and I would imagine is is like your best friend. You're like, dude, I want my friend to feel what love feels like. Cause Yo. like you said earlier, there is nothing greater than that that true, true love. It's not just a sexual love. Mm-hmm. It's a true love where all of a sudden it's like you're so you find like with what I've got with Alicia, it's like you find that you there's a connection so deep there that it's like, I don't want to live without that. I would, I need that desperately. And why would I want anybody else to not have that? Like, that's not fair. man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird to think that like, yeah, it's, I look back, back in the day, I was like, of course I'm, this is bad. But now I'm like, I can't believe that I felt that way. Especially now that I, as I've been dating, you know, this was a moment for me that I was like, God, I was like, I promise God this. And it kind of like terrified me. I was like, the second, the second you let me know that I'm moving in the wrong direction, I, I will do everything in my power to get back on course. I will do everything. And so I was ready. I was going to be like, swipe on someone on Tinder and got to be like, go back, you know, for, you know, abort. I was yeah. ready. Dipping your toe in the water. It's cold. Ooh, pull it yeah. out. Yep. Yep. The yep. only thing I told God though, I was like, if I'm married, like I'm, I'm not gonna do that to yeah, someone. That's it's like it. I'm gonna commit to someone. You got, you know, something. But uh, I'm like, you don't let here, me like, get that far. I'm like reasoning with God. Like this is when you, this is when you can do what you can do. But, but the point is, you're reasoning with God. You're actually going to God. That's, I was like, that's taking a beautiful, it to him. that's a beautiful thing. Yo, he, dude, let me tell you, man, dating men, like, like I get it, I get it now, I. Everything, it was like driving a stick shift dating women. Dating men was like the smoothest automatic. I was like, oh, it's, it is natural. I am built to do this. I'm in a Tesla now, baby. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I told people, I was like, man, after dates with women, I'd just be so emotionally drained. It just took so much effort and energy, like holding hands. I didn't like it too much, but I was like, oh, girls like it, I guess. And kissing was like, all right. Like, it's kind of messy. <laughs> But I, I always compare it to like a sliding glass door. You know, you have that like sliding glass door in the back of your house. Yeah. And if it like, like gets off track, it's like kind of oh. hard to close. It might oh. still slide, but yeah. it's like so hard to pull. You gotta pick it up. It, yeah, it doesn't close right. Yep. There's like a gap. Yep. That's what dating women was like. And dating men was like having that bad boy smooth. on the track with some WD-40. <laughs> it was so smooth. Couldn't even hear it. I was like, I get it. I get it. That's a good analogy. <laughs> like it was crazy. It was like blowing my mind. I was like, this, man, I I just, I, I don't know. That was like a huge thing for me too, where I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't leave feeling like, I'm such a bad person. What have I done? I was like, it's like, just like getting to know people. That's sure. like what dating is essentially, sure. you know? I wasn't doing any like crazy party boy stuff either. I was just like going on a date. Tell me about your life. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I was really boring. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but you were trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, that's, and that, that's pretty much like where I am now is like, I'm dating and I'm still trying really hard to figure out how to like strengthen my connection with God and honor that relationship I have with him. Um, my relationship with religion has just changed so much. And I think at its core is like the way I look at it has changed so much. Like I used to look at religion as this like series of boxes I have to check to be a good person. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's not about 
the box you check, it's about like, it's about your words, your actions, your thoughts. It's, the, it's a lot deeper than that. The walk you walk. Yeah. It's like, I look at Christ's example and I was like, man, I wasn't doing any of that. I was just like doing my home teaching and I'd be like, yo, I'm so good. Or I'd be like, teach a lesson on Sunday and be like, look how good I am. I didn't like, you know, I didn't like drink coffee or something. And now I'm like, oh man, I think it's so much more about what you do to lift people up, to be honest. I think we focus so much on ourselves. We're like, to be a good person means I have to be this thing. And I'm like, I think more and more, like especially like looking at examples in the scriptures, it's like to be a good person is how you like lift up others is what you do for others. That's like a, that's like a huge thing for me. And it's made me be more involved with like nonprofits and look at how I can use my time for the people, I love it. even my funds in a way that I never was like, never really did. Like I pay my tithing, but I'd be like, you know, hey, I'm doing my thing. But like, it's just like, it's different. Interesting. You know? that Interesting that once you found your authentic self, you found like, Dude. well, not, not, not found. No. But once uh, you released, yeah. once you like, Oh, interesting. Once you like actually like said, tapped into, yeah. Once you actually like allowed yourself to be your authentic self, mm-hmm. it's like all that stuff kind of took all that stuff that you used to have friction with about like how to live and what to do and who to date and that all that just it, it released. Dude, and now, it and now you're order. able to like, yeah, now you're able to, like you're saying you're working with nonprofits. You're trying to do certain things that are just mm-hmm. beneficial to uplifting and, and doing good things for other people. Yeah. So much of my energy was on me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's now a, it's, I don't have that. I don't have to worry about that. God, that's, Man. I mean, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. You said something that I feel is like one of my platforms. And I think you've heard me talk about this before, but it's the concept of embracing yourself and being authentic and like how I define it is embracing yourself is the inward process of learning who you are, really finding out who you are. And that means sometimes you have to acknowledge the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yeah. You got to look yourself in the face and you have to be so honest with yourself about who you are. Yeah. At the same time, that means acknowledging like your value and your worth, which is so hard. Like finding out, like looking at yourself and being like, yeah, you, you may not be perfect, but like welcome to earth. And, and that value doesn't go away Dude, no matter what you find out about yourself. It's not based on what you do. No. At least in my belief, like your value is based on where you're from and you come from a perfect God. There is, there's nothing you can do to take away that value. And Dude. that, that is scripture folks. Dude, one more thing. How, how dare you think that like you can mess up beyond what Christ's great grace can do than what his sacrifice can redeem us from. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, can shit. I throw out a, a Baptist amen to that? Amen. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I this process of embracing myself included acknowledging my sexuality, included acknowledging some of these things that I stifled with my sexuality. Like I wasn't even like emotionally like evol- I wouldn't even like tell people how I felt. You know, I like hit a lot of that because they you didn't want to make them uneasy. Dude, it's all intertwined. Yeah. So it'd be like, I, I mean, even just like the concept of like what it means to be a man is like, I don't, I don't share my feelings. I'm not weak. I'm like, str- I can handle it on my own. Yeah. It's like stuff like that. That yep. was like, I had to really learn who I was. Yeah. And then the second part, you embrace yourself. And the second part is authenticity. Because if, and that I define as the outward expression of what you learn about yourself, yeah. about who you are. Yep. Actually like living yeah. that truth. Because if they're different, if, if you embrace yourself, know who you are. And you're not living in a way that reflects that. Yeah, you're, you're gonna you're yourself. gonna experience some pain. Yeah. You're gonna experience some like dissonance, 
which is what I was starting to experience when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gay, but I'm like, and it's painful. Yeah. But the more we strive to be, to like let that inward part go outward, the more we strive to live in the way that we know is who we are. Yeah. I think like the more whole we feel. Yep. You know? Yep. The more empowered we are. And I don't, it's not just sexuality. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a, there, it's interesting. As you said that, there's a scripture in James that says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Oh, snap. Right? So it's like kind of what you said. It's like, it's like, first of all, you've got to like uncover and embrace, not un- just allow yourself, embrace yourself, Learn find you, are, discover yeah. you, mm-hmm. embrace yourself and then live that authentic self. And that's, you can either try and take that one way and, and go the other way as well, or you can put them on the same path and you're stable. Dude, God will, God will show you. He'll yeah. like, I mean, I feel, I'm speaking so much from a religious standpoint. I don't know who your audience is. But no, please. Y'all getting hit with some major, like, major church vibes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> like, God will show you. He'll show you your weaknesses. Yeah. And then he'll help you make them strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Arnold, what is scripture? What is that like? Is that 1227? Yeah, either? Ether tw- yeah hey, there Where you it's go. Like God will make weak things strong. He'll like show you. Yep. He'll show you who you are and then he'll help you. And this is what I feel like I'm, like I learned is like, he'll take who you are and show you like your potential in that vein. And it's not about becoming someone else. It's about magnifying what you have. Yeah. Which is like pretty cool, I think. I, so beautiful because it, it's been, it's been hitting me really hard lately that like, what a blessing my weaknesses have been. My weaknesses are the biggest gifts in my life because that my, my weaknesses and my, which have tripped me up, which have caused me to fall, which have caused me awful amounts of guilt and pain and suffering in my life have also led to my greatest victories. Dude. And now I understand myself so much more. Dude, it's not about the destination. Well, I mean, that's like a big part, but I think, we think we're so like linear in the way we think we're just like, I got to get from point A to point Z and I have to do it perfectly or I'm going to go to hell. To get there. Yeah. You know, like you got to like, it's like we focus so much on the destination that we don't think about like how important growth is and how, like how much our struggles transform us. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I have, I feel like this 30 year struggle I went through of like fighting myself and like learning my sexuality has just, you know, it kind of sucked. And maybe in some way I would have been like, Oh, it'd be great to skip it. But I think how much I've learned. Yeah. Like it's like enabled me to help so many people after I came out, I got, dude, I got thousands of messages and I was, I'd be up till like 4am or earlier responding to people. The things that parts that would like freak me out were like when kids were like, I think I'm going to kill myself. I got a handful of those messages where it's like, I mean, what are my options? I could stay here and be lonely and sad and it could suck or I could like get out of this life sooner. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what it's about. Constantly sending people the suicide hotline, things like that made me be like, I need to respond. I need to go through these messages. And like my experiences enabled me, you know what I mean? I'll tell you what, in, in a, in a way right now too, where this, there's a lot of people suffering in this world. I mean, we, we look at like, the stock market's un- it's unstable mm-hmm. like the pandemic is awful but in all reality what's spiritually people are dying dude, dude. there are there are kids that are that that are lgbtq that are committing suicide and and i mean we're talking everything alcohol alcoholism mm-hmm. addiction we're uh, sexual addiction like all kinds of stuff that is just on our souls mm-hmm. just weighing us down eating at us and 
to have somebody like you who is connected to God and and obviously God is your your most important part. You make of your me life. sound a lot holier than no, I am. No, <laughs> you know, shoot, it, what I, but no. It, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Nobody's perfect. And we understand that. And that's the beauty of it, right? Because mm-hmm. with all of our brokenness, you've mentioned Christ several times, God several times and grace. And I mean, come on, like that's, that's pretty powerful. And, and to know that there is now a, someone who gets it, someone who is safe, someone who also checks in with God and makes sure, has make sure that they've, they've gone about their life the right way with God. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying with man yet. Like you don't need to worry. Like you said, doesn't matter. But with God, you've gone, you've gone about it right with him. So in his eyes, like you are clear, you are good. Mm-hmm. That's what people need to hear. And, and how, how awful, um, I feel as, as someone who is devout and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and but someone who loves my religion, not just the faith side of it, not just the the spiritual side of it outside of the religious box, right? If you will. I love my religion. But nothing in my religion promotes the idea that you can shame someone so badly for whatever reason that they should they they that you can never put them in a place where they're questioning mm-hmm. to kill themselves. And, and I think I think the question, I think the tricky thing about that is like I think in some ways we think like I'm not like bullying some like gay kid in the corner until he wants to just like take his own life. I'm not doing that, but it's like sometimes some of these behaviors we have, whether we know it or not, push people away. If we're not, if we're not crossing the bridge to go Mm -hmm. to them and go share our love with them, then we're just part of Mm -hmm. the noise. And the noise is exactly what drives these people to doing these things. And it's just like my mom learned. It's like, are we pushing people away? Because our ultimately our responsibility is not to push. No, it's to pull, and not with caveats either. Not like you can come only if you satisfy these demands. Yeah, it's like I the, love that. It's you, like you can just like you can. We're not supposed to push. We're supposed to pull. That's to pull, man. That's a beautiful thing. And like wholeheartedly pull. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Go God, get God's it. not like come talk to me only if come to church only if. But I think we get stuck in these these ruts sometimes yeah you know we do it, it I, you know i don't i don't know what what it is that causes that within us but every time every time i sit down i study god's word and i prayerfully go to him and say hey you know what what do you want me to hear today what do i need to learn i've never heard anything like that i've never mm-hmm. heard hey mike i need you to go love everybody but before you do look at them and just, mm-hmm. just make sure that it makes sense in your brain to do that. Or if they're breaking one of my big command, you know, cause I have big commandments yeah. and I have some small ones, like the small ones were cool. We can let that go. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but the big ones, no man, you can't, you know, I can't have anything to do with them. Yeah. And, and you have to let them know that you can't have anything to do with them because if you're not letting them know, then you're not backing me up and mm-hmm. I'm God and you got to be on my side. Really? Does he yeah. need that from me? Isn't, isn't that wild? Crazy. It's like we almost think, and we talked about this a little bit, we almost think like we have to fight God's battles. Like for some reason, God can't quite handle it and we're the last line of defense for people. And it's like, no, dude. That was another, that was like, so that was like my mom at the at the core of it. Yeah. It was like, she was like, the reason she knew she was only supposed to love is because she's like, if I believe in an all-powerful God that knows everything, who am I? to think that I'm his last line of defense. 
Who am I to think that if I don't do this, then God will, you know, his work's going to be frustrated. It's like we are insignificant, you know? Yep. In that regard, absolutely. Compared to the glory, like to the power of God, it's like our, our, you know. He knows what he's doing. So, okay. So, um, what, what, like. Are we like story wise? Is that kind of where we're at right now? That's kind of where we're at. Okay. I'm like dating. I've dated a couple guys. Seriously. It's been amazingly like I've learned so much about myself. Dating can be like a mirror sometimes, right? Yeah. Or like relationships. Yeah. Like I'm learning so much by focusing on someone else. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. So tell me about your first kiss, man. Oh, oh, it was, it was actually really bad. <laughs> was it? You're like, oh man. Because I was like, I'm a very goal driven person. I, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a get it done kind of person. Yeah. So I was like, I got to check this box. Yeah. Mister, <laughs> Mister. Please tell me you hit heads or something. No. <laughs> he was like three hours late. Yeah. He's coming to my place to hang out. He showed up like just really tacky and his feet smelled so bad. <laughs> But I was like, you know, I don't want this kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, this is so messed up because I kissed him and I was like, I stopped. And I remember being like, distinctly being like, oh my gosh, I'm not gay. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, oh man. I was like, I've made a massive mistake. I've already come out to so many people. Oh man. Uh, but. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But the second time I kissed somebody, it was like not forced. I was just going with the flow. Yeah. But that, yeah, that time I remember being like, I've said this story a number of times and I really worry one day he's going to know who I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. You're talking about the first guy? Yeah. Hey, stinky feet, man. Come on. Dude, his feet sold so bad. wash them socks. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we washed them socks? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, man. I, like, I'm happy. I just, I'm happy for you. I'm oh, happy. Thank you. You're you're a, a joy to be around and, and both times I've been around yeah. you. And, and, you know, you, you make people laugh. That's an awesome thing. But tell me, like, I, a couple questions I have for you. Let's go. And then I want to Hardball. Don't, yeah. don't skimp either. No, go go and, intense. And, these, and, and I'm, I'm sure for you, these are, you know, these are... You, you've probably made your peace with a lot of these questions, but tell me, I, and, and they're not hard, but just tell me, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself right now, Stacy, like as a member of the church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints, what would you say to uh, two questions? Number one, let's go with this one first. What would you say to somebody who is in that place that they're trying to lock away that, cage that put that animal in a cage and, and that's not you that's not your authentic self you need to run far away from these feelings that keep creeping back in and they're very very clear in your life what'd you say to him i think and this is another big thing is i don't i don't have answers to you for you about your life i have experiences i've gone through and i can share them sure and if there's a nugget in there that resonates great if sure. not like good luck on your search right yep i am a big believer that our God, that God is not a God of secrets, that he's not a God of covert operations. If there's anything you feel like you have to hide, if there's anything you feel like you have to like keep a secret or fight down, chances are, I just don't think that's how God operates. Yeah. He, he He's all about bringing things to light. You know, he's all about working through things like it, like that's progress. We have to like acknowledge it. Like how are we going to work through something if we pretend like it doesn't exist? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So while I had my sexuality I'd thrown in this treasure chest or whatever that is, that safe that was getting ready to shake and explode, I think 
we all have things that sometimes we throw in these chests thinking it's going to smooth over and it's going to get better or it's going to like da 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 da. It'll go away. Yeah, it doesn't go away. It explodes and it gets messy. Yeah. And you're going to have to face it one way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Talk talk to me about talk to me about family members. Um like and, and maybe now that you are more connected in the LGBTQ world, you've experienced some of your friends that have had really bad experiences coming out to their families mm-hmm. who are LDS, right? <clears throat> what would you say to moms and dads, siblings of, of another sibling who is like coming out or like right there, but scared to death to do mm-hmm. so? Like, what would you say? How do we, what do we do? What do we do to make it safe and Dude, to just love? That's the tough part. I have kids that would like, come out to me or just talk to me and be like, what do I do? I know if I come out, my parents are going to kick me out. And first and foremost, your survival is like key. So shelter, food, like you, that is, that is number one. Okay. Um, and if you like, and if you can, and, and I think in some ways too, you know, your situation better than anyone else, but like I was preparing for the worst case scenario and it didn't happen. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, you know? But I think for me, it was helpful to start with safe places. I, there were people that I was like, I didn't go. I didn't go for like the most intense. I didn't go for like my mom, number one. I built confidence starting with people I knew were going to support me. Yeah. You know? Smart. Funny. And I developed like, and essentially it helped me develop a, a support system. Yeah. Which was... It was like an av- or like a you know snowball effect. It just like helped me build momentum and Good courage. Stuff. You know. Good stuff. So by the time I got to my mom, I was like, Oof. and she was like the final boss in the video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can, if I can do this, and you know, I got the password. I'll try it again tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I can never beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's like yeah, right. So I just, but I got the password. I'll try it again tomorrow. Anyway. Is this little Max? Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, right. So, I still uh, remember that password. Um, so I think like start with start with safe places, and yeah. um, there are support groups. Like the Trevor Project has like yeah. has like hotlines you can call and talk to people that are like trained. Yeah. And how to help you work the things, and if you're ever feeling like life isn't worth living or it's not bearable, call call like the Trevor Project hotline. Call the suicide hotline. Awesome. Like. They have great insights and great, you know, great, re- they're great resources. Yeah. There's safety, safety around though. Uh, Mormons building bridges is a really good place to be. Things like that. You look for it, find it, but that's, that's well said. Isn't that sad? I have to say that. Yeah. It, <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's so sad. But. And what is the saddest for me personally to hear you, hear you say it? What, what is the saddest is God is love. Mm-hmm. God loves us so much. He sent his son to, well, his son volunteered. He sent his son to go through all that he did so that he could save us all. Because mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but all of us are going to get a degree of glory. The only ones who won't, are, I'm talking LDS mm-hmm. doctrine here. I'm not yeah. preaching LDS doctrine, but I'm talking doctrine. It, it, outer darkness is for those who've denied a sure knowledge. I'm sorry. Guess what? Like all of us, all of us have been saved. We have all been saved. That's a tough thing for us to, to grasp. It's like we, between faith without works and then grace, we really struggle with the grace yeah. part. Like, like for some reason we have to earn what he did. No, 
No, no, no. I know. And it's like that balance of like, how much do you have to do? And I think it's what you can is yeah. the answer. And, and we do it because we know what he did for us. Mm-hmm. That's, we don't do it because we have to check a box or, or I mean, earning a, doing it by doing it and earning a calling, that's not doing it the right way. And, and by doing it and earning a, a, a certain, you know, um, people looking at us a certain way in our culture, that's doing it the wrong way. But doing it because you are so grateful to God who did it for you, that's, that's beautiful. Dude, it really is. I tell people in my, so I teach a bunch of cycle classes. Yeah. Right? And just like five cycle classes a week. My legs are like wrecked <laughs> at the end of the week. I love it. But I tell my class close to the end of like, you know, an hour session on the bike, I'll be like, listen, I'm gonna let you in on a secret. This class, getting a victory in this class, being successful in this fitness class is not about how fast you go. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about how, how much you nail exactly what I'm asking or how perfect you are. It's about the struggle yeah. and pushing yourself. It's about trying your best. And I think we don't, we think trying our best means perfection. It doesn't. It means trying. And like the beautiful thing is because of what Christ did for us, we can try again and again and again. And we'll need to. It's like go easy. Like a lot of times we be, we just be like, oh, I'm not trying hard enough. No, you're doing great. Yeah. Go easy on yourself. Yep. Be good to yourself. The fact you that know you, what I mean? The fact that you keep showing up, the fact that you keep trying, you yeah, keep going man. through the struggle. That's beautiful. It's like, it's, it's about, I tell my class all the time. I'm like, it's about taking that line that you were like, gosh, this is as far as I can go. And just like every day, just pushing it a little. Yeah. Just going a little harder. Just, yeah. just a little bit more. Yeah. It's not about nailing it. It's about pushing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and it's an individual thing to stop looking at your neighbors. They're oh, doing exactly. something different, right? They're exactly. doing something different. Worry about worry about you. It doesn't matter what, what brother so and so's doing or sister so and so's doing. It's between you and the Almighty. Amen. Tell me uh, so another question, kind of on the on the reverse side, and then we'll 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 get wrapped up here in just a sec. But um for members of Christianity, LDS mm-hmm. culture, Baptist culture, whatever, whatever it is, right? How how do we get past this idea that by loving the sinner but hating the sin, like how do how do we move forward from this? Um, it, I want to say the word ignorant. That's kind of a rude word. I I don't really want to. So a different word. But how do we move past this area, this space of, hey, look, I can love God with all of my heart. I can believe in the commandments. Mm-hmm. I can believe in the law of nature, whatever, right? The, the eternal marriage, all that, everything, right? I can believe in all that. But what, like, how, how do I keep that and recognize that like this is okay? Mm-hmm. LGBTQ, this is okay. And these people are just as loved by God as I am. And they are just as in the right by God as I am. How do we get to a place where we can come out, where we can overcome that and just make it pull instead mm-hmm. of push? In my honest opinion, I think it's the same for people that are different races than you, for people that um, are different religions. Any the con like the key, I think, is basically getting to know people that are different than you. Yeah, like. Just and not even just like oh I I bumped into a gay man at the store. I mean like what you did on your journey. You like you like you lo- you like listen to people. You like you have me over for dinner and we're like talking and kicking it. 
And I don't know about you, but I think in these situations, it's like, oh my gosh, we have so much more in common than yeah. we do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It's like you get to know people for like people and not by like labels that we used to separate each other. And I honestly feel like that's a huge key for like bridging a lot of gaps is just basically learning and getting to know people that are different than you. Yeah. We, we just, we, we need to step up and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking about we as a culture, we've got to mm. step up. We've got to make the last thing we should ever have to worry about is whether someone wants to be alive or not. Mm. That's the, like to be at that point as a culture where we've got people questioning, like whether they want to live or die because of the way they're being treated by others. That's dude, that is low. That's the lowest right. thing. Yeah. That's the lowest form of, mm. and, and, and we can support that idea of like, Hey, we, we shouldn't be there. And so I don't support that, but I love, I love, I love, and we can throw it out on social media all day and I'm guilty of that. But like, we got to do more. We got to take more. the step to go, put ourselves in places that make us feel uncomfortable and learn Dude, and grow. I had no idea you guys didn't know anyone at that allies yeah. and appetizer thing. It was one of the, that was a very special night to me. Was that like kind of nerve wracking when you were going, you were like, what's you the know, experience going to be like? Stacy, I'm, I'm, I'm more like you where I'm not, yeah. I'm not afraid of people. Like I love people. It's like the challenge is kind of yeah, exciting. It, right? Seriously. Yeah. Like going, like I was really excited about it, but, but the problem is, is I never, it, it took, it took me, having kind of a, a deep awakening in my soul before I took that step. I, mm. I didn't recognize it. Like I, I could have recognized this a lot earlier on. And I and, think, I think you're saying something important. Sorry. I cut no, you no, off. no, 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 no. You're good. I, I think something that you're like hitting on, which is like, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not like, it's like, I think it's easy to talk about and be like, we, we just got to like do it. But it's like, what the crap does that look like? Especially if you live in a community like Utah and your LDS how are you going to find someone that's different than you? You yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. it's kind of tough. Yep. It's like, you're not, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to spy a gay couple at the store and be like, be my hey. friend. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's actually kind of tough, but I think you like what you did is like a great example. Like in this age of technology and information, you don't necessarily have to have someone over for dinner to get their story. Yeah. There's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. Well, I just, I got to tell you, Stacy, thank you so much for coming. Dude. What, tell me, tell me this. I always end with this question. Oh. What's the, so, and, and we talked about this before, but all the things that you've been through, right? Good, bad, ugly, all the things you've been through. What's the gift? If, if you had, let, let's say, you know, you have a, uh, your family members listen to this. Let's say, and I, I hate to think this way, but let's say you're gone next week. Mm-hmm. And, and you have friends and, and family that's listening to you talk. What What's the gift that your life you've received that you would give to somebody? Like the piece of information yeah. or the thing? Just what's that thing, that nugget? Honestly, I think, and we, I feel like we talked, we tossed around a lot of nuggets today. I think one of them that I think is, I think it's embracing yourself and authenticity. I love it. I think find out who you are really, really, really try to spend some time with yourself and find out who you are and then live in a way that reflects that. And I think you won't, I think think it just frees up a lot of mental energy. It frees up your ability to move forward more positively in a direction you want. I think that's one of those things that like, for me has been so empowering. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. We can do this together. What are we doing? I'm starting with the man <laughs> in the mirror. Ooh.
<laughs> no, no, no. Me, me saying that is I need you to sing with me. I, oh, I, I love I'm how I had no idea where you were going yeah, and yeah. you're like, you ready? And I'm like, I am, but I don't know what it is. I'll be with you. Yeah. Thank Change his ways. <laughs> no mess. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Any better? better. Clear. No, it's clear. A better place. <laughs> Gotta take a look at yourself. Make that. Okay. Michael Jackson just like rolled so yeah, many times in his career. Like, <laughs> Michael Gregson ain't no Michael Jackson, that's for sure. But I can dance like him. Nah, can you? No, 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 I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for thanks for taking time to come to my home. And, you know, you had my wife's cooking and that made it all worth it Dude, for you. Dude, I'm going to be honest, man. When you said y'all were going to make dinner, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, it was have, a cherry on top. Yeah, when you have her cooking, it's good, but... Hey, I uh, I love you, man. You're Dude. a stud, and you've 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 blessed my life, and uh, and no, for real, Stop. And I, no, for real, and you know, but that's 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 what it's all about, right? We we go we people enter into our lives that help us, help us mm-hmm. open our eyes a little bit more, and we do the same for others, and um, you've done that for me, and and um, I, I just you're a good man. Keep doing what you're doing. Dude, Keep doing thanks, what you're man. doing. You're providing a very safe place, and you're you're doing a very good thing. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, brother. Thanks so much for being here. Yo, thank you for having me. Stacey, you're the man. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Come Towards Delight, the podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show. I would love to hear your feedback. You can subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform you use. If you or someone you know has a delightful story to share that I need to talk to, please email me at come towards delight at gmail.com.